Welcome everybody to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk, the podcast where we believe that faith in God is the key to unlocking everything you've been called to be. And today we're taking a little bit of a left turn from our normal conversations to talk about something that <laughs> Donovan and I think are pretty important to the way that we show up in the world as high performers with higher values operating in our highest nature. Yeah, man. I want to be happily married and be a high performer. Teach me your ways. Yes. Teach me your ways, oh great one. Romance. Wow. Romance, romance, romance. How do romantic partnerships impact our high performance? And I think this is something that we should take a look at and into because when we say you are mine forever, this is the person that you are partnering with for life. Yeah. And you are hoping that this romantic relationship that God has ordained for you will increase your ability to be the person of stature in terms of your character that God has called you to be. And that will impact the way that you lead. It'll impact the way that you see things. It'll impact the people around you. And if this is maybe not the right person, for example, it could decrease your performance and your ability to see things the way that God sees them. So I I think this is a pretty important conversation. It is important because up till now, I've had full control over my performance, the outcomes. Partnership means that you're giving a person a certain degree or a greater degree of influence over how you choose to do life. And so there are certain things that I do extremely well that make me, that allow me to satisfy the calling I have on my life. But now to take into another consideration of the person's emotions, their time management, every character trait that I've so hard tried to develop to be a high performer. Do I try to find someone who has developed in the same way, who can match that same energy and character and discipline? Or do I look for the person who feels in the places where I'm still weak and they're like the catalyst to growth that I need, which could ultimately be a little annoying at times because they're going to be smoothing (laughs) out my rough edges. Or do I just take a risk because I need something nice to look at when I get home every day? Like these are the questions that you wonder about the high performer. And I'm going to tell you that Kevin has been successful because Lee is phenomenal and they have (laughs) an incredible uh, daughter together. And, um, he's still alive and he doesn't have any gray hair, so I just assume he's doing something right. <laughs> I don't know. Kai may say it differently. That that gray hair on your chin. <laughs> Yo, side note, Kevin's daughter is amazing. She can she can name she can do something I can't do at forty two years old. She can name every dinosaur and pronounce the names correctly, accurately. Bro. It, it's pretty cool. You were there at her birthday party when she was turning two, and it was it was pretty phenomenal that she was doing that. But man, to to your to your point, I I completely agree. Like there are things. This is and this is why I think one of the things that you learn in a romantic partnership for me that I didn't realize I needed to get better at to impact my performance. Just learning to die to self and how even that was going to impact my, my performance. Um, before I even get to that, you know, the first part is like, you know, finding Lee, I, I can tell you right now, I didn't find her. That was fully God ordained. I, 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 I couldn't have found her if I wanted to. Mm. And just the way she came into my life, man, I, it was providential. I'm so thankful. God did an amazing work there. So I just, I'm thankful. I, I wish it was me because yeah. I could, she knows this. She was not the person that I was looking for, 
but God knew she was exactly the person that I needed. Wow. So finding the finding the mate wasn't your strong suit. You bro, I didn't really God arrange date. that. I didn't really date. Wow. In college, I was so focused on me, myself, and I. Was that because you wanted to, to be pre- a high performer that you chose? Was that an active choice not date, or you just weren't handsome early on? <laughs> but both. Oh, I, totally, here, I was man. an ugly duck. I was an get ugly duck. In here. the name of Jesus, let me tell you. Nobody right believes you. Nobody believes you. No, nah, bro. It was it was crazy. Like I just I wasn't. I I I didn't feel like I didn't have the confidence really to date one and two. Mm. I just. My focus, you know, I think this is coming from my Afro-Caribbean background. My focus when I was in school was on academia. Yeah, yeah. Girls, yeah, I went out to parties and stuff like that, but girls did not matter in that way. Nice. Okay. In my first years of being in, in the band, I I just did not put any focus into that. Yeah, there was some tra- transactional, if you will. Hi, what's up? Nice to meet you. Okay, let's talk a little bit. We text. Yeah, you know what? I'm. I got to got to get on this Ableton. I got to get on this logic. I got to get in this pro tools game right now. Cause I'm learning how to produce and I didn't feel like I had all the tools. So I just mm. wasn't focused on it, man. Mm. So God was the one who showed me what I needed in a wife in a way that I just, like I said, I, I couldn't find that for myself. And, and one of the things I learned, like I said, die to self, bro. I think it's one of the things that is the most humbling when it comes to a romantic partnership, because think about this. And how this impacts your performance, right? God says in a marriage relationship, submit to me, submit to, submit to your spouse, right? But, but you have to realize, I, I think it's a little bit, I'm curious what you think. I think it's a little bit easier to submit to God. Now, now let me explain what I mean. Because I am talking to God is a perfect being. And his reproach is going to be perfect. His everything's going to be perfect when he speaks to me because he is God. Mm. But my spouse or my romantic partner, they have trauma. They have things that they've gone through. They may look at things with a different perspective that I may not see them and their perspective might be right or wrong. Just like simultaneously, I was raised with a certain perspective, a certain ideal about money, about things. And my perspective might not be right or wrong. So submitting to somebody who has a perspective that might be, let's say, from trauma is going to be really tough. So how in the world do you die to self? Yeah. Right? How does that impact your performance? I I mean, I want to say this, bro. Unless you're trauma bonding. You know, then, you know, a person's like, because if you're, if we're concerned that a person is advising us or asking certain things of us from a place of their trauma, we also have to use that same equation in the mirror and say, am I interpreting or translating through my trauma? Yes, 100%. That is so good. And I think that once we look at this, what we understand is that if God, who we are submitted to, is telling us to submit to our partners then I believe in my faith that he is going to have a hand in that so that it doesn't harm me, that he'll still be protecting me in my seeking to obey him and submit to him in the submission to my partner. Um, Because ultimately for us in the family of faith, this high performance is for his glory. So why would he just sit back and let that be sabotaged? Dude, that is so good. And you're bringing something into it that is so important, right? We have to make sure in these romantic partnerships 
if God is not the solid foundation on which we stand upon, I think it's really tough for us to, how do I say it? Like almost the Bible is an objective tool, right? The, The Bible is the thing that divides. This is the thing that we can look at and understand, right? Well, I forgot the, the verse that the Bible talks about where it's like, it's a two-edged sword, right? Like right, yeah. this helps us, un- this helps us understand a little bit more objectively how God sees situations. So I can now go to the Bible and say, oh, I'm, I'm looking at things a little bit. I'm not looking at this the right way. I'm not looking at this in a way that's really helpful. And I need to die to God first, and have him be a part of this equation and solidifying and 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 rectifying my trauma so that I can better submit to this person. It, but it, it almost begs to ask, then must I be perfect before I get married? Or must my partner be perfect before I get married? You said something earlier that God is perfect and it's easy to submit to him. You know how many people don't see God as perfect? They don't. And so for me, that makes me believe that maybe perfect is just a perspective that I choose to hold about a person because I can say that my partner is perfect for me. But that would be from the awareness of what it is that I still need or where I have deficiencies and how God is going to use a partnership to develop me in that way. Because in your time of not dating, you got a clear clear enough vision of where you were headed and what you needed Mm. to do as Kevin. And as you solidified and got that rock solid, it seems that you were able then or being you were introduced then to the next phase of who Kevin would be, which was a husband. And it seems that as you yeah. really got solidified and rocked down in that, you got solidified in who Kevin would be as a father. But it never left the initial call on Kevin's life. And so the timing and the person, it appears, and I'm asking you this, it appears that the timing and the choosing of the person made sense to you because it fit the vision you had before you met Lee. I think to an extent, because this is going to be weird to say, I don't think I really had a full picture of what my life would look like married I think I always had, and it's honestly, I'll be be fully honest. There's a lot of things that I ask for clarity in life and I write down like, this is what I want. This is what I, because I know myself when it came to my spouse, I kind of learned to just not write things down for me because I don't even think I realized what I needed or wanted. So when she came in my life, this is why I say she wasn't exactly what I was looking for, but God knew she's exactly what I needed. And I am so in love with God and I'm in love with her because of that, because now I see the ways that we compliment and we have, for example, a collective vision for our family that I know I could have only made with this woman mm. for how we want to raise our children. See, that, that's right. where my the, question was about to come in for you. Yes. Is, exactly, that, is that what bro, makes like, you feel successful? Is that in, in what way? What do you what's mean? What's one thing in your life right now that you've used to say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm successful. I feel like it's the way she and I care for our daughter. You know what? So I was going to ask you, is there any success absent Lee? But the fact that your success actually includes your wife is just phenomenal. Teach me your ways. (laughs) It's a different, it's a different, 
there's something that shifts when you get married. It really isn't about me. It's about we. So when I go out there and I'm thinking about the performances that I'm doing, I'm thinking about, I want my wife to be not just proud of me, but I want my daughter to be able to have a perspective of what it looks like for a man to fully enjoy the call of their life with love, with fervor, to go after it and still know that they are the apple of my eye. Mm, this is good, man. Because think about God. God doesn't lose. En- God doesn't lose energy. He is all energy. He has the energy for all these things. Rested on the Sabbath day. I, you know, I get it. But it's like when it comes to family. For example, the impact family had for me. One thing I could definitely talk about this, bro. I. How do I say this? The Sabbath never held such importance to me. Until I got married and had Kaya. Because now I had to teach myself. Because a lot of times I'd be like fidgeting and being like, oh man, I mean, there's some things that I could be doing, but I'm like, hey, okay, God, I'm going to stay focused on you and be in this. Mm. Now I have to show my family I am fully dedicated to them. There is a day in the week that is fully for them and fully for God. And there is nothing else that is going to take away from that time. And now they get to see what balance in the kingdom of God looks like, or or, or maybe a, an aversion of that, if you will, because they see my dad loves me. He cares for me. There is nothing else that's going to take away from me. I, I, I feel whole. My wife can say, oh, hey, Kevin, I, it, well, I told her, like, let me take Kaya for a long time period of time. You and you go out, you go get a coffee. Go take a drive, listen to a sermon, take time with God, because I know how hard that is to during the week because of my duties that I have to take. Yeah. And she's like, you have no idea how I feel refreshed and I feel refilled. And now we're dying to self in our own in, in our in each other's needs. But but that time of the, the, the week, that Sabbath, bro, it is a reset that I didn't realize we needed. And it impacted my ability to see God and say, wow, I want to take full time with you and actually enjoy it now. Yeah, I don't want to think about anything else because I want to think about my family. And that Sabbath, we've talked about this in uh, episode, not episode, in season one, about the importance yeah. of the Sabbath as it pertains to the high mm-hmm. performer. That time to yeah. refresh and get refocused, gain clarity, but also have a rejuvenation that happens uh, some people think I can't afford to take that Sabbath. You can't afford not to if you want to continue to elevate. But I have a question for you. Um, so you're married and you have a child. Yeah. Thank Do God. Still, At least I, I mean, I still am. Yeah, Wait, still so, check right. your ring finger. Okay. She she knows she know the ring is it's here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Lee. I got your back. <laughs> yeah, don't um, no, Lee and I have this joke where like we'll have a ring on. She's like, "Wait, I got to make sure." <gasps> It's still there, thank God. So, but today I was, we got to these episodes and I didn't wear my rig. She, 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 cut that out, Core. Cut that part out. Cut that out. Cut that out, Core. (laughs) My, my question to you is, do you still consider yourself a high performer, or because you're married, are we high performers? Wow. Well, I think high performance means different things to us, though. Um, not different things. It's still satisfying and fulfilling the call that God has for us. But the way she goes about it is different from the way I go about it. Her thing is, I want to be so available to my husband and also to my children that I want to make sure I am clear about how I go about this call in Jesus Christ. Okay. So 
Did you get a so it's we. Did you get a Grammy or did Pentatonix get a Grammy? Pentatonix and Lee got a Grammy. You see what I'm doing here? I'm trying to. Yes, and I'm, I'm trying to find out. Yes. To what degree is our romantic partner infused in our work and our accolades? It's everything. And and so that's it's what I'm, I'm really trying to glean off of you and identify. Like, is there a perspective shift? preparing myself to go into marriage that I need to set myself up for as a high performer to recognize that I partnered with someone who one now has influence over all my faculties that will make me a high performer. But two, I'm dying to self because we're going to be one so that now every success and failure is not mine, but ours. I'm wondering like, is there ever a degree that I come to, to where there is no longer I am a high performer, but it's, it's we now. No, I, I, I think it, and this is, this is why I think it's so important to see God as a triune God. Mm, okay. Because it wasn't just related to God the Father and what he, it, these three work in tandem and in relationship with each other for the purpose of love. Okay. The Holy Spirit, how they talked, how Holy Spirit speaks to us, what Jesus did in the cross, God as the creator, they work in tandem. And it's not just for one, it's for all three to be glorified and for all three to be worshiped. So that's why I think when it comes to love, God, love and our work, if you look at Jesus, what was the point of our work? It's always other centered. God's work is always other centered. So when I'm thinking about my job now, it cannot be for me because if I do not take the other person in consideration, then I am not doing something that benefits the whole. So whenever I'm thinking about my tours, okay, sure. Maybe I want to be on a tour all year long and I want to get on the billboard top tours and you know, Oh wow. You made this amount of money. Cool. Or, how do we redefine it so that our family has success within the nuclear unit so that she knows when I go out for this month, this next two weeks that I'm off for three weeks, you are mine and I am yours. And Kaya is ours and we are here for each other. So there is a way you have a conversation that helps the whole. She understands this is what brings in, you know, the finances and things like that. But she also understands that I love this and it helps me also in a way she knows like Kevin, when you're not productive in that, I know you're not as happy. I can see it in your face. So it always behooves me to help you do what you do best. Cause you're always going to come back here a much more attentive father and a much more joyous husband. Mm. So I am here to help you find that balance so that when you come here and you teach our daughter, you're never doing it from a perspective of, Oh, I'm here to have to. It's like, you're doing it from a place to, I want to be here. I'm excited to be here. It's, it's, so it's about the we. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds, man, because I know that we're in an evolution process and as individuals, and I know that even with our partnerships with our wives at the end of the, at the end of it all, we stand before, you know, Jesus alone, you know, to give an account for how we managed and, you know, stewarded this life. I want to go back a little bit though, before you guys yep. were married because mm -hmm. there's this question I ask all my clients and when it comes to romantic relationships, the question is, what is it that I need from this person or that I need to give this person that I can't do as just a friend? 
What was it that you wanted to give to Lee or get from Lee that was inappropriate for just a friendship? I think there's a certain level of absolute vulnerability that for me, I didn't necessarily have to do with my friendships, but I absolutely have to do with my wife. Mm. The deepest, darkest sins of my heart, of my personage, she is going to be somebody that knows that. I now have a warrior in Christ, Mm. a prayer partner, somebody who loves and love is full caring for your absolute well-being who's going to stand by me in the thick and the very, very thin in my greatest highs and my darkest lows. And to know that she will never judge me, but say, you know what? I love you. So I'm going to reproach you just like Jesus reproaches the church or Jesus reproaches us. Mm. And that depth of vulnerability is something that, yeah, I can get with some friends, but, Friendship, I think you can give what you want or not give what you want. Mm. I think in a marriage relationship, it requires your fullness because they need to understand the fullness of the person that they married. And I think there's something very special about that. That's good. That impacts my performance. Like I said, for my in high performance, I think there's a level of empathy that I never really knew how to give people until I got married. In terms of them dying to themselves and to me dying for them in, in my service to them and to giving people the benefit of the doubt whenever they're telling me, hey, I messed up on something. It's like, you know what? There might be other things that you may not be telling me or things you, you told me that I've never really taken in and, and really digested. I'm going to love you and care about your well-being, right? Like there are things like that that my leadership Mm. has had to grow and raise. And I've, because the nuclear family is at stake, how I show up and how I treat my wife, my family and my children are going to see. And that's important to not. And of course, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of trauma because we are human, but it's so important for me to be aware of that because I want to treat her like Christ does the church because she's my beloved bride whom I am so well pleased in and whom I am yeah. enamored with. Well, what I, when I hear you talk about this, what I'm, what I'm seeing is from a, you know, I love the practical. Anybody watch this oh, yes. episode, these podcasts for any length of time is the practical is important to me. What I can walk away with is that I know as a high performer, one of the threats of our high performance is carrying around unnecessary weight. And sometimes that comes in the form of uh, guilt and shame. And to have someone that you can share these ideas or thoughts or shortcomings with actually frees you up for that gift to have more, a more easier flow out of you when you're on the stage or when you're in front of the camera or when you're, you know, at the auditorium or you're in the studio. High performers, who can you add to your life? Not just what can you add to your life to free up space for more of your gift to move forward. And I think that that is something that I'm hearing when I hear you talk. It's like this person not only fit and was a good look for the eyes, 
but they actually, our relationship opens up in such a beautiful way that more of what God put inside of me can come out unhindered, unrestrained, on a consistent basis, as long as I occupy this relationship properly. And I, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, it just makes me wonder, like, you know, having her for all these years, we wonder from the outside looking in as fans, because I am a fan, um, would, there, would there be a Grammy absent you having Lee in your life to, would there be a Kevin's fifth absent her being in your life to ha- give you a place to have conversation about things that might have hindered you in rehearsal, that might have caused you to hold back in your stage performances? And it, it, it's just, I just dare to believe that no. It wouldn't. No, it it, it wouldn't. And bro, there's something about the marriage relationship that I think, at least for she and I, because of what she wanted to be, which is a wife and a mother, and me also being a father, but also being a musician, by being who we're called to be, we are complementing each other living into the call of our life in full fashion. Yeah. She gets an opportunity to claim motherhood in a way that she felt like she might not have been able to in the past, just from past situations and family stuff. And I'm like, that is so beautiful. She's like, I get to claim this relationship with my daughter in a way that is going to be so fruitful in my life. And I get to do it unhindered by having to necessarily do other things like work and think about all these other things. My husband takes care of that. But my husband is doing exactly what he's called to do because he doesn't now necessarily have to think about the kids on a daily basis and things like that. That's how our relationship works. Okay. And I didn't even realize how much I needed that. She, man, when we started to date and she would talk to me about, she goes, you know, you need somebody who's going to hold down the fort. You know that, right? And I'm like, well, no, I mean, look, you, I mean, you know, we can both work. We can both do it. She's like, I, I understand we can both work. I'm not saying that I shouldn't. I'm just saying I'm looking at your life Mm. and I'm seeing how much is on your plate, how much you want to take on and how excited and productive you love to be. I'm just telling you, you're going to need somebody who helps you hold down the fort because these kids aren't going to raise their own. Yeah. But I am excited because that, as I was raised that's the person that God made me to be. And so now this, com- like I said, I didn't even realize I needed her. And when I see our relationship, she and I, I always say, we're like, this couldn't be more perfect. Mm. I didn't realize you were going to be the person that made me feel at ease about my children and b- them being raised. And you, you, you are such an attentive mother. The way that you teach my daughter, the way that you I, look, I'm gushing about my wife. Look, I love y'all. I love my wife. Yeah, oh man. my goodness. Like just the nature that she possesses in her. I'm like, I didn't know I needed that. And that frees me up to practically go after what God has called for me, but for the purpose as well of the family and of my wife so that she could be unhindered to do the, the life call that, fills her up with so much joy hey man this has been amazing bro this is really i hope it was helpful man no this was beyond helpful bro thank you for your vulnerability and transparency i think that 
because this was such a left field conversation for most people as it become as it pertains to the topic of high performers, I think it was a very necessary conversation for us to have. You know what I'm saying? To, to understand the the importance of choosing, but also the practicality of how to choose. And maybe even some evidence of what proper choosing would feel like on the back end. I think I think this is great, man. And I'm um tell, tell Lee I said congratulations on the Grammys. And uh, <laughs> tell Kai I said congratulations on the Grammys and, and, hey, and the star on the Walk Grammys. of Fame. Uh, hey. Wow, man, this was if nobody else. I mean, I know we're recording this right now and it'll go live at some point. But if nobody else benefited from this, bro, tonight, I did. And as hey, your brother, man, I say thank you, man. This was this was extremely helpful. I might man, keep I you love around, you, man. Yeah. Hey, hey. hey. I hope Lee keeps me around too, Kai. Still, I hope. Wow. You still want me as your dada? Hey. And if you don't, I don't know where to go. Cause, uh, yeah, I, anyway, everybody. <laughs> we were doing so well. We were doing so well. <laughs> we did so well. Anyway, look, we love y'all. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And if you love what we were talking about, we would hope that you would subscribe to the podcast, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, comment, like, Tag us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have questions, and one of the things we've been doing is Telby. Telby gives you an opportunity to record a voice memo that we would hear, whether it's a question, whether it's a comment, we can play it on the podcast because we want to hear from you. We want to hear what, what questions you have because these help us. You know, Donovan asking these questions to me, it made me really think about what it was like to to be married or not to be married and how God put Lee into my wife. And and I'm just so thankful for what he did and the, the impact it's had on my performance to not feel hindered about certain things and to go after what God's called me for for the sake of my family. It's been it's been a blessing, man. So just we love y'all. And remember, love transforms you, purpose defines you, and impact activates you by faith. We'll see y'all soon.